is a test of the emergency broadcast system. This is only a test. DJs in M City. This DJ, he gets it. Listen to this jockey's introduction to two DJs in a mic with your host DJ Mike. Is that a timetable? And DJ JP. Well, get on it. It's your time. Give me the mic. Okay, okay, that was short and sweet. Yeah, it was. I, I'm Welcome just... to another episode of Two DJs and a Mic, uh, featuring myself, DJ Mike, and the infamous hat master, <laughs> DJ JP. Uh, he's sporting a new hat by Ralph Lawrence. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't fool with you today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but thank you for that eloquent introduction. Of yes, my man. yes. You know, we're we're honored to have the infamous New York raised Larry G G G G G in the place. Do me. Not yet, but you will be. After this one. Yeah. We dropping bombs. Oh shucks. I'm ready. I'm ready. And it's not in here. Uh what is it? Not in Himachima. We yeah. dropping bombs right here in the states. Yeah, right here in the states, baby. Right here. Yeah, we ain't gotta go to Himachima. <laughs> no, man. But thank you for uh, coming on the show, man. Uh, we hope you feel the same after this. Yes, I'm oh, excited. Yeah, yeah. yeah. to be yeah. here. Yes. Yeah. So, yes. you know, we gonna jump right in there. So, uh, first and foremost, when did you start DJing, and why? How did you get bit by that spider called DJ? I started in 1976. That's my mantra. EST, 1976. That's when I began. Hold on. I, say that again. 19 when? 76. When I began. Man. Yeah. Well, I'd call you W. Yeah. The boys. <laughs> yeah, I go back, way back. Um, and um, I think I was telling the story right before we came on air that it was a neighbor of mine. His mm. name was Michael Young, and mm. uh, he went by DJ Mr. Melody. Okay. And he used to throw parties at his house. And I, I guess we were around 14. He was probably a little, like an older, he was like maybe 15, a year older or so. But he would throw parties and his parties actually had girls, you know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know. Wow. Yeah. And uh, that was a very yeah. important night. Straight out the garage. Yeah. Was it in the garage? It was in his basement. He'd oh, go the around base? the back of his house and he had steps that would lead down to the basement, you know, in the East Coast, Queens, mm -hmm. New York. Mm. And Queens. he had these giant speakers two stacks on each side of the room, the basement. Yeah, it's great. He, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, he had concert. Some, he had stuff like, mm. I, I couldn't believe it. he had piezos on a wood thing, like in the center, strung up in the middle, and mm. the sound was incredible. And it was all about playing some disco sounds, you know, Boogie Oogie mm. Oogie. I remember mm. Donna hearing those. Dance and and I remember, you know, a couple of other guys from the neighborhood were part of his crew, and they were spinning music. They had a Clubman mixer, I remember. And uh, two turntables, and they were just mm. going back and forth. Wow. And uh, it, I was mesmerized. I was like, man, like mm. it just hit me. And I was like, I want in. I want in. Mm. 
That's when you got bit. 1973. He sounded like he was game bank. I want in. I want in. Or they had work. Yeah. Back in the day. I wanted in. That's cool. Yeah, we all got bit somewhere. So did you get did you start learning with him or I did. I did. I don't I don't know exactly what took place, but I know I wanted in and I was in. So after that. (laughs) You know, my name was on a flyer. I was making flyers and, wow. you know. Um, Larry. The box flyers. Yeah. <laughs> I still have them flyers to this day. Really? Yes, I do. I have wow. a collection of flyers. And I used to collect all the flyers. From, Dude, you need to, you know, scan them digitally. Yes. You know, and just, so, you know, so and I know back down memory lane. Well, what music was playing when that flyer was made. Yeah. And I still got all those records. Oh, I still wow. have my records from 1976 that I collected from that time forward. I think so I have a question. I don't think this is in the list. Wow. So what was the first record you bought? Do you remember? Mm. Okay. So I remember it was the first record I bought. I bought yeah. 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 was given to me. No, no. 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 The one you, you purchased. You mowed a yard or did I'm trying to get out of that question. because No, no. No, no. It oh, must have been Vanity Six. You can't remember exactly just... I know mine. Everybody, everybody should know that. Yeah, I know mine. We're gonna help you refresh your memory tonight. So, so back then it was disco breaks or disco music songs. Um, uh-huh. So I think like twelve inches was like, uh, I don't know, Boogie Nights may have came around with it later on, but mm-hmm. they were like those mm-hmm. kind of okay rules right. back then. You know, yeah. I mean yeah. stuff yeah. that was on on Epic. So, and disco. so let me ask you this, and I know it's kind of going off. Base. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. since it was disco, did you did you partake in the in the pants? <laughs> no, no. So so the interesting thing was, I didn't. I never went to a disco until you know, like Studio Fifty Four. Of course, I heard about later on. But we were playing disco music, and I had never been to a disco. I mean, I was like fourteen years old at that time. Wow. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Which. Yeah, we'll Man, it's so funny to hear yeah. when everybody started. How yeah. young oh, the stories. Yeah. You know, when the bug bit yeah. you and when oh, yeah. you jumped yeah. in and God, man, 76. Yeah. I'm, wait a minute. You know what? Let me go back to that. Okay, go back. So, so, so I think even before albums and stuff, I was actually going to the local record shops and I was buying 45s. Uh-oh. So it was like Jungle Boogie. It's probably mm, one of my boogie. first records Jungle I Boogie. Before, you know. <laughs> I remember that because that was yeah, yeah right. Yeah. That was yeah, yeah. I remember a song <laughs> That's called. That's one of the uh, first groups I went to see too. Um, in the game. Something, gentlemen, something was the bump. It was the with the yeah. ladies bump oh, or something. Oh wow! It was a lot of bump songs yeah. and you know. I'm feeling young today, man. And I still have those 45s. You hear me? That's a big day. fat woman too. I'm, I'm feeling well, young. I ain't gonna bump no more with that big fat woman. <laughs> that came later on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, keep the fire burning. Yeah, keep the fire yeah. burning. So. I'll let you have this one, Jeff. Okay. How was it learning how to DJ in New York? How was it? Uh, was it competitive? Was it, you know, was there, I mean, I know, of course, there's competition, but did a lot of people, did somebody just try to help you and guide you along the way? Or how was your experience when you were learning? So, so for me, um, once I had an interest and I learned a little bit of, you know, taking records, going back and forth. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I acquired my own two turntables. At that time, it was Mitch Mac turntables, you know, but I had a mixer, and, you know, and lots of wires, like a mad scientist. What was your mixer. first mix? My first mix? Er. Mixer. Er. Yes. A, a, a neighbor of mine who was part of our crew, 
name was Fred Gibbons. Um, we had mic mixers. We, I remember it was like some kind of radio shack in this little gray <laughs> box with knobs. And we were going back and forth like this on the front, loaded in the front. Mm. And I remember us Y'all was doing the filtering back then. Yeah, we were doing that. And then I, later on, I graduated and, you know, we had- What's that you always say about DJing? Who would, uh, what you always say about yeah, when you're doing something? I've been saying the, the very- Art in itself mm-hmm. was created by doing something that you weren't supposed, be doing. To do. we were yeah. supposed to Nobody do. Nobody right. told you to go get two turntables and go get a microphone mixture. <laughs> right. Yeah. And right. and split them up mm-hmm. and run your music right. through that. Man, yeah. just think about the resourcefulness, the things we oh, use man. to creativity. Uh, you know, creativity. I'm sure there was somebody who DJed out of one of those things, you know, the drop in with the open up, you open up the top. I'm sure somebody DJed in one of those before. And you know the the you open it up at the TV in the front and the rest oh yeah the component set component set right right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I never saw that I, mean, uh, I saw a lot of stuff now I'm dating myself so yeah. I'm a hush yeah. I've scratched on one of those <laughs> I bet you have oh I did bell driving <laughs> off do you remember the little forty five thing that was spindle yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. remember the little forty five thing that you put it with a drop the little black one that's that's what a robot came in at. That's good. That's good. That's oh good. Oh my goodness. That's good. That's good. Yes, yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Wow. Oh, yeah. So yeah. yeah. All right. Keep the fire burning. So, so where did the name Larry G come from? Um every name has a story. Right. So so that came a little bit later on. I went through a series of names. Okay. Oh, so right. I was, Please share. Pop oh, Master. Boy, Pop I, Master G. I was like nasty in. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was, man. I was, I was oh, kind of like, I didn't realize I was. Yeah, well, keep I'm, going. I'm glad we changed <laughs> that one. <laughs> keep going. You know, like, then, uh, we won't nasty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was any, I, I, I want any end, any end, any end. Well, you was, you was obsessed with the end, was, was. Well, you know, and then, and then of course, was your end boy too? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know, in the the early days, you know, but you know, I was getting tapes because my dad had a business in the Bronx. Mm. Uh huh. So I get these tapes, and I think my first mixtape was uh, Prince Whip a Whip, and Louie Lou was the DJ on the turntables. Prince Whip. And I remember this, this, yeah. And so from there, I realized that you know, guys' names were Louie Lou and Philly B and Mikey C, and so I was like Larry G. Oh, okay. So, so then after you, yeah. you figured you'd go with yeah, Larry like, G. Like when, when it became the a thing, G is your middle like, name or something? G is my middle name. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Disclose. We're not telling you. No, no. Well, I'm, I'm not kidding. going any I'm deeper. We're not going. We're good. I just wanted to know. I figured it, it was no, something because I know it's Larry it's G, good. something like that. So, yeah, okay, middle, cool. Yeah. And how long have you been Larry G? Um, I've been Larry G since probably probably like 78. Wow. So that's I good. Think, Two years know, to sign on the yeah, name. It took me yeah. about 12, 14 years to really sign yeah. on my sign mm-hmm. on one. Yeah, I kept yeah. it. I got to ask you a question. Yeah. Uh, this is off script. Off okay. the script. Uh-oh. Are you familiar with the term do boy? <laughs> Here you go. Here you go. Have you ever heard anybody say that, do boy? No. no okay. No, All, right. No, All right. Good. Moving on. Moving okay. on. Okay. Now you, now you. No, I'm, I'm gonna tell you what it is. It's, so, it's a okay. Southern slave term it wasn't for DJ. Even, I wasn't even down south when I was using it. Okay, well, tell I was in tell Texas. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna let you figure Okay, that. so what we had was when you go to the club and people tote your records in and help you tote your stuff in, we called them Dubois. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I called them. So okay. would you be okay with somebody calling you Dubois? But I didn't call them that. Oh, I just, and that's what even makes it more insulting. So, so. <laughs> 
so back in the day for us at that time it was cruise I know it. Right. So you just everyone just keep everyone everyone I, everybody catch someone carry saying, a couple of crates of records. Somebody carry a turntable. Somebody carry the mix. That name well, is so. You, but that, you know maybe why we call is, them is empowered. You know right, maybe yes. why we call it's them. Empowered. You know why yes. we call them do boys? Because at the end of the night they were nowhere to be found. They were never. That around. don't even make sense. I don't even see how to do applies. I the yeah, I don't see. I get, I get, so they doing you at the end because yeah, now okay. you got told everything okay. out by yourself. Okay. So, 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 so you done. become the real do boy. I'm the do boy now because <laughs> they, they all doing. They didn't got in the club free with you. Now they gone. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Back to the script. Stop. Uh, it's all terrible. Right. Terrible. Stop. I'm gonna give me a shirt though. Mike, Mike was once a do boy. <laughs> Never. It's terrible. God, it's like terrible. Uh -uh. <laughs> Next question on me, brother. Okay. What is it about DJing that keeps you coming back to the uh to, to the well? And we gonna I'm gonna go ahead and tie in the other question yeah, that we were ahead. talking about in the pre-show. Oh, and ahead. when you were about to get out, what you know, what keeps you going and what brought you back? It's just it's just something about the art of playing music and, and DJing that it's just, it sparks this excitement in me. Like mm. when I'm, and especially when I'm in it, like I'm in this, it's almost like I'm in a- Trance? Yeah, or euphoria. Mm. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. just, once I'm, you know, when you start, you know, sometimes you just kind of like- It's almost like you can hear the shot of ecstasy. You just... yeah, I mean, yeah, and then, <laughs> and then you just kind of work up, I work my way into this thing where I'm in a, I'm in a zone. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And when you're in the zone, it's just, a, it's just, it's it's no it's no it's no I can't even explain explain the feeling of that, and that's what that's Man. what does it for me. And that's, I still to this day have feeling. it. I've never lost that. Mm. I never really went away. I've always still I've I've, I've played throughout my you whole. You couldn't get away, career. could you? No. no. So, but when you said told me earlier that you were thinking about fading was, away or giving I was it up, about it, yeah, so what yeah. what happened then? What drew you back in? The same thing that drew you in the beginning, or did you? Did somebody you play some or something. somebody ask you to do something? So just... this is where I met uh, DJ Dan. Mm -hmm. And so I remember, because I was doing some ministry work at the time and, and really del delving into, into ministry, mm -hmm. uh, working with the homeless. And, mm. you know, at the church we were going to was, you know, was one community church. I, mm. you know, remember my wife and I were, you know, leaving an event. And there was a DJ in the atrium. I'm like, there's a DJ in the lobby of the church playing music? Yeah. I came outside. I was like, Been there, different. done that. <laughs> you know? And then he just had this incredible sound. And I was like, wow. You know? Um, I was impressed. And I'm the kind of person that I'm always doing my homework. I always have to meet the DJ wherever I go. I mean, wherever I go, I always walk up on the DJ, let them know I'm a DJ. I like to meet them, get their card. You know, mm -hmm. and for me, it's turned into a ministry today, you know, but that's something I always did. And I think, I think at that point, when I saw him and I heard him and I was just like, it kind of sparked that. Yeah, you got the fire like, back. Like, 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 I can't stop DJing, you know, it's, it's just too much of my blood. Mm. You know, I think that was that moment. So can I go off script again? No, so Mike, have you ever had that where you just felt like you didn't want yeah, to do it? Yeah, I was there. I was... Maybe, maybe four or five years ago, I was there. I was like, man, I seemed like I was going in another direction. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And something, I can't remember exactly what happened, 
uh, but there was this realization that, man, this is something that has been a part of your life for almost your entire existence. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and before it was a part of your life, music, you've always gravitated to. It. Yeah. Yes. And I've always found peace in that. I was talking with, you know, uh, someone that uh, works with us at, you know, at the restaurant. Mm -hmm. And they were listening to some rock. And I was telling them that I listen to classic rock and it's calming for me. And they was like, <laughs> really? Okay. I'm like, but it is. It's, yeah. it's, it's like listening to, listening to a slow jam. Uh -huh. When I hear mm -hmm. classic rock. You know the the guitar riffs. Mm -hmm. I, I'm it just because you're digging deeper into the song than oh, actually the lyrics. Yeah, it. no, yeah. it's it's yeah. so much more than that. Mm -hmm. It's I'm riding the actual wave, the track. I'm on yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. can relate to that in it. Mm -hmm. But once I did come to that realization, I've never second guessed that because this is the gift that continues to give to me. Oh, absolutely. and allows me to give to others. Absolutely. Wow, that's good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nicely put. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Me? Well, mine is different mm -hmm. because being in the military for 20 years, I had it taken away from me at times. So mm -hmm. I was always hungry to get back. So, like, if I'm somewhere and I can't DJ for a year or I'm in the desert, you know, even though, you know, you got to, maybe they flew me up to DJ for the troops in Iraq or something like that. I was still trying. But I was always, okay, I got to get back to it. Or I was stationed somewhere where I couldn't. And it just, but no, I've always been hungry. I've never wanted to quit. I, I love it too much. Uh, even when I do stop working or doing it, I'm still going to be like, like in had yeah. a boom boom. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll always be trying to play something, put two beats together. And now that we have stems and you can just, it, we could just go for it. I'm, I'm a hush, so, man. It's just so, so much you could do now. So there was a nursery rhyme back in the days in mm -hmm. New York. Mm -hmm. It's like, when I die, bury me deep. You put two turntables by my feet. Oh, I remember <laughs> that. Yeah. See, I think and I remember that and, I, and, I, and that was one of those nursery rhymes that still I live by. Like, Traveling to this it's day. It's like, I, you know, I'm not trying to be morbid, but when I die, you know, I'm- Bury your you turntables with you. Yeah. What can yeah. you got? You got some pioneers? I mean, some- uh, I got some stanzas I'm working with now. I got oh. some 1200s that are being rejuvenated. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you tell me about that. Okay, I was just life. checking. We'll put the stands in with you and we'll take the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we'll donate this. That's, that's a, that he spoke like a true do boy. <laughs> we'll, we'll donate the techniques to science. <laughs> Call your house. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. The institution of <laughs> my yeah, house. Man. Yeah, 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 my will, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. This mix is going out to Larry G. Uh, hey, we know you there, but we All got right. you. <laughs> let's, let's, let's keep it quiet, Brandon. All right, y'all. Boy, boy, boy. Uh, so, so go ahead, Mike. Is there a DJ that you looked up to and you wanted to emulate outside of the guy that you saw at the house? Mm -hmm. Was there a DJ that you know you were like, man, I want to, you know, I need to learn that? So, so yes, I mean, there were there were lots of guys, especially in New York. I mean, I remember a guy that was, I think he was spinning with, um, he was spinning for, uh, Starsky. Oh, love, love uh, oh yeah. And his name was Johnny G. And I never mm. forgot. I think it was a Puerto Rican One dude. He had this long hair. Songs, I mean, he was just wearing some regular clothes, yeah. but he was working. 
he was just working the turntables. Um, and what stars he asked actually a DJ, yes, like he said, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, yeah, I've got tapes with Starsky DJing back in the day, uh, cassette wow. tapes. Can you um, imagine how it was to grow up in New York with oh, all I would have been crazy right dude. there? Man. I would have been yeah. crazy, yeah. I probably yeah. would have boosted me some turntables. <laughs> And I was all over the place, man. I mean, you know. No, but I'm just saying, yeah, man, if you like, have a love for something and everybody's, well, you could have gotten a crew. See, that's different because everybody probably brought something to the crew. Okay, I buy records. You yeah, got the turntables. Yeah, right. Man, like, man, man, man. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, uh, DJ Divine from Infinity Machine. Oh. Um, I've, I've seen some guys. I mean, I've, I've always done my homework. I've always been out there. I mean, I, I used to go to the garage, Paris Garage, and I used to listen to Larry LeVan, you know, because mm. of my cousin was all into like that kind of music. So I'd go hang out with him and go to the village. Um, mm. But yeah, there were like a number of just, you know, certain people that just had that je ne sais quoi. They just had that thing. Mm -hmm. you know? So I've always been a connoisseur mm. of DJs. And then listening to Marley Mall on the radio. Oh yeah. You know, oh, back yeah. when Mr. Magic had his show. Marley and Mall Red Alert just... still DJing every weekend. On oh yeah, right. Man, Those guys that, are still, that, still that's out a, there. I mean, you I know? heard him a couple of times. That was some, I always like, yeah. That name just got me, oh, DJ yeah. Red Alert. Oh, yeah. I'm like, man, that is just, that is just one of the best names of all time, man. I got to shout out to uh, my boy, uh, Mad Scientist. Mad uh, listen to Red Alert every week. Oh, really? Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 DJ Red. Yeah. So he's still on BLS or what is he on now? I don't know what oh, station he is, nobody, but he's still. He was kissed when, when I was there. I still have those cassette tapes. Shoot. Wow, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, man, yeah. those are gems. Yes, yeah. You need mm -hmm. digital. I, I, I put a few of them on my mix cloud. You know, but I've got a lot of them. Just you got to digitize. You know, he might yeah. be one more of the one so of the. Nothing little... won't happen to him. Yeah, I, I know. Red Alert might be more of a legend than we all think of too, because oh, he, he was definitely one of the first ones. He, I think he's I mean, one of the first New York there. DJs I ever heard of, mm, okay. besides the ones with the group. Right. I'm taking it back to Red Alert. PTJ Jones, like I, mm. there was, there was two guys that I went to high school with that were part part of his crew, mm -hmm. and they battled. I mean, people don't even realize this guy is so underrated. Like you know, when you think about Cool DJ Herc, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, you think about you know Herc and those guys, and uh -huh. but there was PTJ Jones, and then it was you know DJ Flowers, and um, man, I mean, there was guys in my neighborhood I thought were, were bomb. Guy, there's a group mm. called TRD, the Real Deal, back in the day. Um, <laughs> Solo Davey D. I, I, oh, I actually, that was one of my boys, Davey DMX. I actually battled him in one of the park, Cambria Park, mm. back in Queens. Davey that was D. one of the crews that we used to battle, and I used to battle against him, uh, Davey DMX. So, when y'all yeah. say battle, what was that just putting tracks together, or what was it? Cutting so, and basically, or? like you know, it was just you guys would go, like you have your crew, and then you guys would get on the Do ones whatever. and twos and play two records back and forth, break beats. And your guys would be rapping. Oh, okay. And then so it was we, more we go the, the through rapping, a series yeah. where, where, where you did that for maybe, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then that you would shut down and then they would go. Mm -hmm. And it was just to see who the crowd liked the most. Yeah. You know? A lot of crowd yeah. participation. Just going back up. Sometimes there'd be three, four DJs in a party set yeah. up in a corner. And mm -hmm. everybody would just, just kind of go back and forth. Man, we you need know? to go back to what that. I would have loved to have been a part of that. Yes, yeah, man. Yeah, just yeah. And I experienced a lot of a fly on the wall, just hip hop. In the beginning, yeah. man. I bet it was. Yeah. So how long have you been gone from New York, or when did you leave New York? I left New York in um, uh, 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 83, and wow. I went to D.C. I went to Howard University. And, um, Ooh, well, I feel, go, go. How did you feel about go, that? Go, go. 
What do you feel about different. Trouble Funk? Well, okay. So I was always like, uh, you know, go go music, yeah, because I knew that was the music of the of the town. Uh-huh. And and then so I didn't I wasn't fighting. even realizing that some of the break beats were uh yeah. Pump, pump, uh yeah pump me up you know yeah, you was fighting you know it was like you know until i you know until i did a show i hope we, we frank and i frank ski and mm-hmm. i opened up for chuck brown and the soul searchers mm. and then you were you and were done when i and that was my first experience out of go-go and i mm. and it was such a cool like everybody <laughs> was cool like everybody was dancing loose. and everybody was just kind of in a flow and it was like jazzy and cool and i was like this is the bam, 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 It was like, bam, I just had a, I just fell in love with mm-hmm. Go, and I was like, this is a whole nother, like people that don't know, they don't know because they haven't experienced Dude, yeah. it. Yeah. You know? Man, you, yeah. and and this is a crazy part, like listening to Trouble Funk, they have so many breaks in their songs when it comes to, you know, the drummer. I'm yeah. talking about, it's breaks out, yes. breaks, it's out. Yeah. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. That was one of my favorite yeah. groups of all yeah. time. There's a 12 inch I have by Trouble Funk, and it's just like, just yeah. Is it the 11 minute? Yeah, it's just like you know <laughs> yeah. different little groups of. I mean, you can take this part right here, you mm-hmm. know, cut it up a little bit, then go to the next. They are definitely what introduced me yeah. to uh, Go Go because uh, oh, yeah. in a, a club I used to listen to in New Orleans. Oh, uh, yeah. And um, man, they used to play <laughs> Drop the Bomb, man. Oh, drop yes. the bomb. I was dropping it. for an hour. <laughs> right. They would play yeah. number Don't Drop touch the that Bomb. Stereo. Right. Arcade funk searching. But it's funny how they all yes. tie together because you think there's a, what do they call it down there? Whatever. The music for New Orleans. That's so sad. I don't know. But you know, they have their music and you know, don't touch that theory. Not bounce, but I'm talking about what do they call it? Like uh, second line. Yeah, second so line. they've turned a whole bunch of go go into second line songs and it's a different kind of beat, yeah. but it's still a the transformation. Don't touch that stereo. Yeah. And you know, but uh, they got well, still got a little go go in it, but yeah, yeah. man. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely wow. And my first taste of go go was I went to DC to play basketball and we went to the club and you know I'm thinking hip hop. No, sir. They went go go no. and I was like, what is this? What year was that? Uh 86. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, we had a uh and rest in peace. Uh we had a DJ here locally, mm-hmm. uh Uche. Uh and this brother here, man, he dropped so many different styles. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying he made he made it cool to mix rock and roll with R and B. Wow. Okay. Okay. So he was dropping so many different. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about he was introduced. So that was my first time hearing Go. Oh, because okay. he dropped. He was dropping. Oh yeah. So oh, it's not like they yeah. played. The person oh, no, that really put Go Go on the map was, of course, DJ Cool, because that stuff he did took off everywhere. Otherwise. I don't know if Go Go would ever really re- took off. Like, I mean, it was big but on the East Coast, but it's... it was in the '80s. It was big. I'm just saying he crossed it over into the hip hop. Yeah, right. I don't really yes. know why because it was still Go Go. But I'm just saying, I know it was, but I'm well, just saying took, he made it. Right. Yeah, he cool made, to cross. Maybe over it was to, the people he to, collaborated to with so, too. So cool used to come to my apartment. Oh, when okay. I, when I lived there, see there you go again. I used to play at a, a club called. Um, yeah. Name I used to Go play ahead. a club called Ibex. Ibex. And uh, the main DJ there was called, his name was uh, Maniac McLeod. Mm. And then Man, DJ Cool. You got a great memory to be by 70. Yeah. Hmm? What? Uh, you know what? Wow. Wow. <laughs> you know what? I'm good for 70. I'm no, but you have a great memory, 62. man, to be able to recall all the names. But yeah. yeah, no. 
and 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 and, and cool was like another DJ at the club there. Okay. He wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't yeah, the, the DJ top cool. DJ. But yeah. He was, he you know, one. this was before he was DJ Cool. But he people knew uh. him in DC, and he also used to DJ at a place called the Room, was down by the Greyhound bus station. Mm. And um, so Cool knew about us because you know Frank and I, because we were on the radio and we were playing hip hop. We, I mean, we really, literally, were the guys who broke hip hop in DC. Not saying D- hip hop wasn't played in DC, <coughs> but we were the first ones that kind of had a show that patterned ourselves like Mr. Magic and Mark mm. Maul. And so um, I remember playing at Cool's, his, his play, his club, that he was over at the room. It was a DJ battle, mm. 26 DJs. Good God. Wow. And I walked out of there with the first place trophy. Look at you. I, Salute. Yeah. Salute. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, and, and to this day, Cool and I are friends. He, did, he does my DJ, he does DJ drops for me. Um, and um, okay. just got you know love for DJ everybody Cruz, on the show is you know. always bringing something to the show. Oh, you always. should have never told us that. Always. Yeah. Oh, he he's yeah. already he's yeah. offlining. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm offlining. Yeah, yeah. I can, no, this, I can go way off. Can, can you get can you get no, cool to get good. one for me? <laughs> no, and I actually booked him to do a show in Wichita Falls in Long, Oklahoma. So I actually really? met Cool DJ Twenty mm-hmm. and his manager back in. Wow. Nice five somewhere in there. He was uh, here a few years ago, and I was yeah. supposed to go see him, mm-hmm. and he invited me down, but I couldn't make it. I just couldn't make it. it was yeah, too tight yeah. Time. Hey, well, yeah. Dallas don't allow you to make a yeah. lot of stuff yeah. sometimes because yeah. it's so spread out, and if they ain't close, yeah. it's tough. But yeah. you have to plan ahead. But that's cool, man. So, mm-hmm. all right, keep so, the fire burning. Mike. So, how do you feel about the state of the DJ industry? Mm. I am. Don't give us the political answers. I'm frustrated at times. Okay, why? Okay, because right. everybody and their mama's a DJ now. It's like the thing to be a DJ. All the years I was grinding out, there, here you go. Now I'm gonna get off of my high horse. No, hey, go. You know, no, go. Hey, and, go. And, and, That's and, what we and, do and everybody and their mama, and then when I see little kids and oh this no, no, no. I'm gonna do the Kevin Hart, but no. <laughs> I don't wanna see that. Because why? For, because it for me it's like People who have been Sacred. grinding, who know music, DJ, like anybody, like you were saying earlier, anybody can run out and get themselves a controller. Anybody can get you two, you know, get them a two hundred dollar controller <laughs> and just play some music, you know. Yeah. So, yes. Damn, well, that cool. <laughs> <laughs> I do impersonations also. Yeah. My number wow. is. <laughs> so anyway, I'm I, I'm just wow. I'm annoyed. Mm. It's it's. You know, and let me ask you this. You say that you're annoyed. annoyed. What it's is it about that 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 just gets under your skin? Is it is it the fact that you don't feel like they're taking the serious approach of really being honed in on learning the craft? Or what is it for you? I mean, and so that's a great question. The thing is, I don't know what they really know. I see people, of course, they're on social media mm-hmm. and they're, they're, they look they're one note because they're doing something that people like and they have lots of likes and i, I can't hate on anybody i know i'm i'm sounding like a hater i don't want to hate no, on no, no, it's no, like, no 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 you're talking your truth you know you know you're talking to guy a guy who you know would, would rock a party seven eight hours straight when you 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 kept people dancing like mm-hmm. you know i'm not used to playing music and people ain't dancing or not dancing i mean you know, and, and so I wonder sometimes, because I don't know, 
So oh, these yeah. people, hmm. pe- people dancing, do they really know music? Do they know music? Are they are they digging, or is it just the flavor of the month, or or it's just a popularity thing? And so, I think for me, it's because I embrace the craft. Okay. You know where you know I'm digging, I'm digging for music. Like I'm trying to be like back in the day, you covered up your labels because you didn't want other DJs <laughs> to see what you were playing because that's what made you different from everybody else. Mm. Even though everybody in New York wanted to play Mardi Gras. And they wanted to play Nautilus, you know, Bob James, and mm-hmm. cut those breaks up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then you then you find something that no one else had, and mm-hmm. you throw that in in there while you're playing. That's where people go, ooh, you know. And that's to this day, I still have it in me. When I play something, I want people to go, wow, what's so that? Let me, so I think this is a great question. Okay. So when you do that, that's not coming from uh, a sense of hate or or jealousy or envy that's coming it's coming from you know i'm trying to express my originality and i don't want to give you the ability to you know (laughs) bite Bite. Bite. (laughs) exactly exactly you i got you mike you put it i couldn't express it any better than that yes absolutely and and that's different and i can really appreciate that because you know, we have this 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 E word that really just hovers over our industry. It's called egos. And mm. and and I'm gonna put the I E inflated egos that hovers <laughs> over our industry. And sometimes you can get wrapped up into that bucket and people thinking, oh, he just man, that dude ego is just too big. When it's not that, you're protecting your originality. Thank you. Because my family says it's my ego. Okay. My wife always says he's out of control. You know, he <laughs> when it comes to this DJing thing, you know, he, Larry, he is he's got a big ego, and and I, I concur to a certain degree. But I think it's just because I'm so passionate. Well, of there's craft. A, there's a such thing as having a healthy ego. Yeah. And there's a such thing as having an ego out of that's unhealthy, out of control. Yeah, yeah. You know, your ego's job is to protect. So. No, that's the base job of yes. your ego to yeah. protect. When it becomes over, overprotective and it turns into something else, you know, you go from ego to just, you know, just being a jerk. You yeah. know, it's just something different, right? You know, what, we're this, in a different I, I time. Mean, I don't mean to, but that was like therapy for me. Like, thank you for that. Like, okay, <laughs> well, okay. I mean, but, but we're in a different time. I, Trust me, we all been there. That. But think <laughs> about this, though. I think a lot of it is too how we were treated when we were in the industry as young bucks, and how mm-hmm. people treated us and didn't tell us stuff or didn't give us any breaks. And now we feel like everybody gets a break because of social media likes or just doing one thing, and they really don't have any talent, haven't learned how to DJ. Yeah, you might be able to cut and scratch, and you make this one little mix, or or you do something, but you but see haven't that, dug in. Yeah, and, and that, that see, yeah, that forced yeah. you to, that forced you to be original, and to figure it out, and find yourself. So, by people doing certain things, you couldn't, yeah, I'm gonna go copy off, you know, Larry G, and I ain't gotta put in the work. Yeah. But you're forcing them to look within themselves and say, man, it ain't no easy way. I got to do it myself. Yeah. Right. And that's what I've always implored people to do. You got to find your own space in this thing. Mm-hmm. You have to find your own space. And it's enough space you for know. everybody. It is. It is. Um, I, oh, wow. That's 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 great. That's oh. that's how I, I feel. I mean, that's 24-7. 
you know. Yeah. And it and I'm just saying, and I know you kind of touched on this, but for for you and your words, why is it important to be creative as a DJ? Why do you feel like it's important? Again, I'm an artist also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been, I, you know, I, I'm a fine artist, draw, paint. I grew up doing those. So music and art for me. So again, I think just being a creative person, mm-hmm. whatever I do, I'm going to bring creativity to it. So if I'm playing music, if I'm mixing, I got to be creative. And then mm-hmm. I've listened to so many people through the years. I don't want to be like them, but I want to take those things. I think we all at some point oh, take you, things from so oh, different people. That's what I'm, that's what I'm you saying. Know, so I, what is so it, wrong with people, you know, like today? Okay, so, so let me go back. Because, okay. And, I, and I, I meant to say this. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, you know, go ahead. You know, um, I feel like I'm having to prove myself today as someone who's been doing this for so long. And I'm like, did you look at my resume? Did you go listen to my mix cloud and see? But you're not Instagram or Facebook famous. So why should I do that? You know, and so, and I think that's where the gap comes. I mean, I I have a a, a person I call my family member. He's an old school rapper. And he told me, Larry, no one cares. No one cares if if a DJ presses the sync button and he makes a mix versus you who was sitting there and just beat counting and doing this thing off of off of just your experience no one cares michael and and and, and i felt like oh yeah i'm going i felt like i was i was actually falling for what he was saying at one point i'm like mm. larry snap out of it no that's not true don't <laughs> believe what he's saying because you know just you know because what? it's digital and doesn't you know i mean you, you know, know what he said it's equivalent to saying that no one cares if you practice to be a better running back when you know in all honesty it's the practice that makes that running back good in the game. So, yes, no one cares when no one knows. You don't know that you should care. Right. But when they're exposed to the real thing, you tell me why they don't go back to the counterfeit. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I'll let let (laughs) that dance around. Wow. Wow. That was good. Wow. Boy, I'm like, yeah, I need to come on this for therapy. Well, I mean, we on this podcast. Mike is, Mike is breaking down. Instead of two DJs, one Mike, she calls the dime drop. I mean, we do drop nuggets from time to time. I ain't gonna, you know, but you just have to think. You know, I don't know. It's almost like we, the oldest, we have to reinvent ourselves sometimes and look at stuff from yes. a different perspective. Yeah. Still hold on to what drives you. Yes, but try to try to get a full spectrum. We have to people. educate. Yeah, I'm just saying we we we're in a time to where it's becoming criminal to sit back and not say, say something, something. Yes. and educate. Yes. Yes. So there's a lot of information out there, but there are so many of us that have morphed into something else that's centered around just, Hey, I'm going to do, I'm going to take care of me. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of, you know, putting the information out there. One of the things that we pride ourselves on and, and Jeff, and these are Jeff's words. We're going to leave it better than what we found. Mm, yeah. So okay. we have to educate, you know, and it's not about insulting. No, we're not being uh, being disrespectful or insulting you. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we're not going to tiptoe around right. the truth. your emotions or the truth because you don't want to be responsible or accountable for what you're not doing. Yes. Because for me, 
in the DJ industry, this is a multi-million dollar industry. Yes. And there is a lot of people. Every day, somebody is hiring a DJ to do an event. Yes. I don't know how many in a day, mm -hmm. but every day, somebody's hiring someone to DJ. I got hired today. So you're telling me that that person hiring you is not is not good enough to make you want to go learn to be better than what you actually are. Not what you told them. Right, right, <laughs> what you are. Right. But what you are. Right. So that money ain't good enough for you to go practice, but it's good enough for you to go spend it. Yeah. The industry yeah. is deep now, man. Yeah. I mean, and we could dive into it and, and really get into a bunch of stuff. You really want to go for it. I, I'm going to tell you something. There's still parties out here that. And, Thank and, you, and, Griff. And I'm going to say it. I'm, I'm just going to say it. Hey, yeah. You know, say it, please. You know the, there's parties out here that guys, even myself, will go out and do for $350. As long as I've been DJing, it's, to me, it's like, why are you still DJing for $350? Because that was the only gig I, I got at that time. You know, and there are times where I may make two grand, you know, and and so it's like when I think about it, it's like that's a slap in the face, mm. you know, with inflation and all this stuff. I was like, well, I made I made three hundred fifty dollars 20 years ago, DJ. And yeah. it's like I'm still taking that. today. So and, so, and then people say, well, you know, if, if, if you, 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 you're only valued based on what you're taking. And oh, sometimes, wow. Sometimes you just you just want to work, and that's the only thing that's there. I, I rather I rather work and do it. And then the thing is, the other side of that is, I go and do an event, and then people go, "Wow, you were really good. You were really good." And it's like, he says, "You really, you know." And people will tell you, "I can tell you put, you know, you know Absolutely. what you're doing." You know, I've had little kids tell me and say, "Wow, you're like a real DJ." <laughs> You know, I walk in there and, and the I'm walking in with all kind of stuff. And, yeah. and then you go and you play music, which is, you know, the main thing for me is the music. It's always about the music because DJs yeah. are music presenters, mm. you know. And so, you know, there's events that I may do pro bono for free because I just want to do it. I'm on mm. this vinyl thing right now and I'm doing stuff for free just to be out there doing it. You know, mm -hmm. just because I don't want to become a fossil and die and no one knows your name. Because there's always going to be the people that's been around and done it for forever and you never hear their names. And I have something that I want to say to that that I think is beyond important. And what separates us and what hurts us all at the same time. And when I say us, I'm, I'm going to put that the older DJ. One of the things that hurt us is we don't realize that there's three points that we need to deal with. There's the business, there's the skill, and I'll just say the tech, tech stuff, mm -hmm. equipment. Mm -hmm. equipment. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us older DJs, we have number two and number three. We don't have number one, the business. And so, we find ourselves in those awkward positions where people are like, wow, you really are good. And you have to ask them, you have to ask yourself, man, I wonder is that wow, like, wow, man, I got this good DJ for that price. Yeah. Mm. Mm. You know, yeah. is that a part of that wow? But the part that hurts us is we have to learn to be better businessmen and women and re, I'm not going to say re, 
invent ourselves. We need to invent ourselves from that standpoint. Yes. Because we know all of this other stuff. Yes. But it's these other things that we don't know. And sometimes we just feel like, man, I ain't got to do all that. Well, you have to. You have to. Yeah. yeah. Because you have you have these other so-called people that mm-hmm. we complain about. They know number one. Yeah. Oh, they're great they at don't number, number one. They're number one and number three, but they don't know number two. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, and they're great at that. Right. And and what where they get caught up at is they're not able to deliver on their delivery. Right, right, exactly. But yeah. I only saw you once. So right. I'll go to the next one. I ain't worried about the residual. Right. Because I'm not right. looking at the bigger picture. Yes. If I accept that picture, mm-hmm. then that means that I got to go on and put in the work yes. and get better. Yes. And I don't see that to be, I don't see that to be necessary because I'm still getting paid. Right. So again, with, 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 with all of those things, I, uh-huh. that's why I talk to DJs all the time. Like I, there's guys I just chop it up with mm-hmm. and we talk and we, I've, I've heard other podcasts with other DJs and, uh-huh. you know, on IG and, they're talking about getting paid this amount of money. And, and it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, you're not going to make, everyone's not going to spend that money. Now, do you say, do I put, do I leave the money on the table? Do I not? You oh, know, yeah. The representation. It's, it's so I've, I've just learned for me, I've aligned myself with DJ services. You know, I've aligned myself with other DJs mm-hmm. um, and, and, and just doing all these things to just help make the pot for me bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've learned how to just maneuver in that space. Network. You know, exactly. I mean, so if I got, if I'm working with this guy and I'm working with that agency and I'm working with this person and I got my own thing going and, you know, I got the referral here, you know, all of those things coupled together help create a bigger, you know, yeah. I would, pot for me to work with it. I would say a great thing for you would be you need to go to one of those conferences. I think that would be a game changer mm. for you simply because you're going to be exposed to a different way of seeing things and a different way of doing things. Mm. And it's going to force you to operate different. Or mm. come back and look at yourself because, because those guys have one, one, two, two three, and probably a four because they're, they're business smart. They're DJs. They and they know all the tech and the lighting and all the extras mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So, yeah, and then four is like the say, bells and whistles. So, like, uh, like I was telling you earlier, I went to my first one and it totally changed my business. Yes, right. Mike has gone. Right. He has he has been convicted because you you just see, okay, I'm over here operating in the maybe yeah. or the yeah. get by. Right. But if I change this and mm-hmm. show people that I'm worthy. They can't treat me like that. No, I mean, not that you're being disrespected and not getting what you want, but it's just a different perspective. But we are not getting what we're yeah, worthy yeah. of getting, right. yeah. I, yes. according to your skill. Yes. You're 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 a Tom Brady. Yes. But getting they're paying you, you like perfect. Like a like a yeah. Perfect. And the other thing is people that don't know that you're a Tom Brady. See, that's exactly. my problem. In well, my mind, it's like secret. well, I've been DJing since 1976, and I'm and I think I'm pretty doggone good at it. Okay, and so in my mind, if I just do it, it should just happen. No, no. Sir. And, see, no. and that's 
That's yeah. where I've, I've you have to have one. Yes, and, and that's where the two. one comes. That's in. where the one comes in, well, and then that's where three comes in with right. the techie and all the other mm-hmm. stuff so, and all that. And you got to self promote. You you can't. Nobody's gonna look for and you. And that's why I'm here on the show right now. <laughs> yeah. So if yeah. you do want to book me, my yeah. number is five six two. Go ahead, five six two seven one four seven one four four eight four six. DJ Larry G, call him yeah. up, y'all. Get AKA in. <laughs> Nasty. Yeah. <laughs> in and in. <laughs> we don't forget nothing. I don't even have words for that one. <laughs> Not Eminem. In and in. Nasty in, baby. Oh, my God. I'm coming straight at you. Nasty. Yeah, we don't forget nothing. As I want to be. Uh, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm not going to live this one down, Mike. Oh, I can will. see that. You and, so, you and, you and JP. You no, know. we, we good. We're going to get off of you now. So what is your opinion when it comes to controllers versus turntables? Uh, so for me, I like, I like it all. Okay. I'm the kind of person you give me two eight tracks. I'm going to work. You're going to rock. That's just who I am. So So I like, I like like turntables. I love the controller. I had two of those individual access nines before I had like the individual CDJs. Mm -hmm. I had two of those and they spun. They said like live, like, you know, real vinyl. And I spun those for a while because I had DJs I worked with and it was like Larry, when, especially when they had the two tray joints, mm. the two tray CDJs. I, no one know what to do with those. At least we didn't unless you went to Mexico and everything was like boom, 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 boom. You know, so so for me, you know, I just learned how to work with whatever I had. Like, you know, mm. we would have a CD and you just knew when to drop it in. Mm. You know, we didn't really mix a lot, but we dropped stuff in. But we, we knew music and we knew it went together and it worked. So mm-hmm. I've always made stuff work. So turntables, Dude, I love. I, miss I those love days. controllers. What? You know. I'm just saying, you made stuff work. I remember I took a cassette and I, I, uh, you know, chopped up a door by Prince. You know, had it studded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I was yeah. I'm sitting there playing with it. Yeah, and I, I, I did it all with a cassette. <laughs> we all did that, yes, man. Got did. our slice, slice it oh, up. Oh, dude, I used to make a hundred. I used to. Extend oh, yeah. my cassette, you know, with the scotch tape, put them together. Oh, oh if they man. break, I repair. So, <laughs> see, but that's why you said it's it's not fair because it's so easy now, and you don't even try to get it. So, but when I, when we I have had, to do our part, right? Yeah, I, I remember hearing guys from Baltimore. When I was in D.C., and then um, they were they were Frank was moving on to Baltimore to to DJ on the radio on WEDD at the time with Chuck Max or whatever on the radio and. Basically, it was told to me that we didn't, you don't really need that guy. Like, you know how it always comes in every, on every level. It's like, yeah. we don't, you know, oh, like yeah. we, we get, let's get the lead singer. We don't need that guy. They, he saw the voice, the potential in Frank. We don't need that DJ. We got DJs. And I was listening to those guys and mm. they were track mixing. They were doing splicing and all that. Mm. And I said, I was mad. I was just yeah. like, yeah. so I took a cassette. Mm. I didn't have the equipment. Oh, I took yeah. a cassette and I, I mixed the first cassette mm-hmm. with stuff, scratched a little bit, mixed, scratched it a little, everything. Then I came back, played the tape, and then over top then, of that, and on top of that, did mm-hmm. it again with this other thing, and mega put it mix. All together, <laughs> and I had my mega mix, and you could, and I still have, I have those mixes on Mixcloud today. Wow, like, wow, and and. and, and they got love like that worked. Like man, it's but the, then we were creative. <laughs> we didn't, we didn't, just think about if we'd have had where would we be at now if we'd have had those what they had. Oh, you know, what's available now? You gotta 
you get you can you can do a controller with four tracks and you got a four track already you got your voice you got your echoes you got your you got all kind of stuff you don't i mean man we man listen we cut tapes. We did real to real. I didn't spend real to real. I was doing mashups before mashups became oh, a thing. Okay. Yeah. I was doing mashups in the nineties and the eight late. 80s I was doing it in the late eighties. That was one of my things. On SoundCloud, you can go look at the date. And and now you got stems. It's like, what do I need stems for? I just got a guy. Uh, a well, nice I'm not hey, well, hey, no, 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 and, and, and I don't, I don't oh, mean it that way. Again, you need number three. Yeah, you need number three. Let me just back up a little bit. Okay, I'm not against that. It's just. I'm a little slow to get there. Like I loaded oh, the I stems on there, but I just haven't got to it yet because well, I'm, I'm gonna say this here. Larry. I'm gonna, you, I'm gonna say it, this here. You're going to love it. Oh, if you play with it, coming and, and the reason why I say this, especially coming from that era. Yes. If you play with that, I know you might your wife might divorce you. Because <laughs> you'll be in there See, just constantly <laughs> creating stuff. You know, you're gonna lose your mind. Not to the place right now, like when I'm doing mixes. Mixed cloud, and I'll I've learned audacity, self taught. Oh yeah, you know, uh-huh. and, and you can and play I, and, and do I, those. And things. I can, man, I can, I can oh, just yeah. take it to another level. But know. just think but about just doing think that about right so, there, right there. So my thing is, if I get the stems, you're right. Oh, I'm telling you, you. Have to put me on an island. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Yeah. I've been on that. That's island. incredible. I mean, you know, and then DJing now, you don't have to cut the music all the way down. You can hit a button, take out the vocals. Uh, it's just so many things you can do with stems. Just basic stuff. And then that, this is what we was talking off offline about when me and Jeff went to Boston and speaking with the guys from Rain. And when he got on the Rain Four, they have two banks for the steam. <laughs> I sent you that video yeah, too. They have an internal bank. So you can stem on top of a stem. I'm just saying it's some I know. it's the type of stuff yeah. we would beg for. Right. Right. We wanted a studio. Yes. And now, I wanted and now when I heard there. Eric B, I mean when I heard Rakim talking about 48 tracks, I wanted 48 <laughs> tracks. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Now you could probably yes. have, let's say, four four lines. Uh-huh. Uh, all those different things. You can do three, so, so you, you could have four times. That's twelve. That's twelve I'm right saying, there. And then if you do that, and then throw it into an Audacity or yes. uh, yeah. or or any yeah. one of those programs, yes. you, man, it's just it's endless. So this is my year of coming out because I've, okay. I've I've been okay. I've been gigging a lot. Thank praise God. I've been mm-hmm. I've been gigging a lot. God is blessing. Congrats. Me to, you're welcome. To, you know. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Big no, shout out. No, he, you know, he ain't working, man. I'm just you know, messing with you, I, I, man. You know, and so, you know, you know and I, I appreciate it. I, I, and, and so with all the gigging, I'm not doing the production or, you know, learning yeah. as much. But at the same time, because I'm also doing the 45 thing where I'm keeping it real, where I'm doing the 45s. And, and how is I'm, that working for you? How did you get there? Hold on. Can we? Well, I'm. We're with time. Go oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. You're right. Oh, yeah. yeah, we, yeah. Okay, oh, my bad. You the one gonna get whooped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming there. <laughs> and you ain't finna get me attacked. Okay, so go I ahead look out my door, she's standing out there with the back. You know what it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know she listens. Yes, two piece. Yeah. Go ahead. So, so how did you get to the 45? you know, I've 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 always just played vinyl, period. I guess in the in I guess during the COVID it kind of got rediscovered. I watched some guys online and played 45s. Mm. Um, and, Man, it's and, addicting. And so I, um, and I, and I, and I, and I found some people mm. like, um, um, the 45 bandits, 
And um, um, I, I, I love this guy, man. And he's definitely a, 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 a old school DJ like myself. Um, but he is phenomenal. And, and again, I don't give I don't give a lot of DJs props because I'm always listening. I'm Ego, a, you know, but uh, 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 Ace, the crowd motivator. Ace watching, man, when you listen to I this like guy or name. watch that guy spin 45s, old school. It, he blows your mind like he's. He's like so New York, and he's so. Mm. See, my New York came out. <laughs> New, York. New York, New York, New York. He's so the Bronx. Yeah, you know, he's so New York, and it's like Boogie it down. just motivated me. Like, wow, I yeah. got forty fives, and now I didn't went from, you know, I had quite a bit. I had you know those those Home Depot yeah. cases yeah. Yeah. clear with the red top, the older mm. ones they had, and I had about two bins full of those. But now I got a whole wall of nothing but. 45. See, and I tell what them, you're not, you, you not dragging me in. It, you don't even want to know. It's, you know, it's probably about 100 in the box, and I've got about I've got about 20 boxes going right now. But the crazy you know, thing about this 45 know, game is how expensive they are. Again, I'm a digger. Uh, yeah. I'm a crate digger. Half I price know, bookstore. And this is for you, DJ Pretty Tone, if you're listening out there. I'm not giving up all my resources. I, I, I gave you some. You're on your own. Uh, I'm just kidding. Well, that's yes. what he, that's my he's he's hiding the covers again. <laughs> Do we have he's, any questions for uh, Larry G while we're here? You got anything you want to break out and tell us about, or uh, we didn't ask you about, or say because you know we we try to give you let you have say what you want to say. Now don't say nothing when you don't want us to ask us about. You don't want us to ask you about that. What you want? <laughs> I'm not done. <laughs> no, no, okay. Yeah. So why are you thinking about that? Mm -hmm. In your opinion, what is something that we can do without in the industry? Ooh. I know you didn't drop us, you know, drop some on us, but what is something in your opinion we can do without? And it's a lovely industry. Something we can do without. Yes. yes, yes. If you can do a Thanos, what would you snap your fingers and disappear? All these fly-by-night DJs, mm. you're gone. Poof. See ya. Yeah. Wow. And why? Because I think that it's people that think that because they can get the equipment or play some music or their friends, they think that wow. it's just, oh, I can do that. You know, people use the word DJ to me just so, you know, just so freely you know yeah it's just too it doesn't have you know, they've taken the meaning yeah, away it's, from it, it it's, yeah. it's just like you know it has it's that it doesn't man, mean what it used to you know be. how many you know how many lives those two letters have changed you know how many people those two letters have brought together yeah, how many marriages joy. and relationships that those you two letters have, alone probably have done We've you all know, done. It's so much have been created, and at the same time, there's a lot that has been destroyed yeah. by yes. those fly by night. Right. Yes, I mean every time you meet someone, every time I talk to somebody, and they go, "What do you do?" Because now, I, before I just always kept low key in the background. I never really mentioned somebody about DJ unless I hear the word and I say, "Oh, I'm a DJ." I didn't, I didn't, I didn't shout it out to anybody. I was always low key. Number three. And I meet people and they say, when I tell them that now, and I say, oh, I'm a DJ, I'm a graphic designer, and I'm a DJ. And they go, oh, I used to DJ back in the day. Really? Everybody and their mama was a DJ back in the day. That's, that's what type, true. But you what know type what? of needles did you use? Is, I'm still DJing. Yeah. That's, that's 
for me, that's Ask the difference. Ask him a trick question. What type of needles did well, you use? You, you, you want me to get technical <laughs> on it. So, so I jam them yeah. against the wall. But people will tell me, you know, I still got my 1200s in my attic. You know, I still want to sell them. I'm going to say this. I'm going to be, I'm going to be the devil's advocate. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I think in some situations, life may have gotten in the way for some people. Now, you meet some people that that says that, man, I was a DJ back in the day. And the moment they say that and you start watching them as you're DJing, they'll start telling your story with their movements, how, you know, and some people, they'll be sitting there watching you the whole time because you've taken them and put them in a time warp and sent them all the way back. Yes. And yes, I guarantee you some of them people went home and pulled them things up. Yeah. Yes. And, and you may have, yeah. again, those two letters have brought so much together. You yes. may have brought that love. True. Yeah back you know because because of life had me considering that man i don't know if i want to do this anymore yes so we really you know Mm -hmm. we don't know the story it's like when we talk about people and their prices you don't know the story there may be a ill child at home that makes well man i got to get this 350 dollars yes yeah and without the proper education you know, to, you know, position yourself because that's what the education allows us to do, to reposition us. Yeah, because, man, just think about all the people who are really not good that are making a lot of oh, money. Oh, yeah. They're my motivation. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not saying that. I mean, because they can have other aspects of it down to a science. They just might not be good DJs, but they're great business people. Yeah. We got a question right. for you. Okay. Yeah. If you had not become a DJ, what would you have been? I mean, what would you have been, what would have been your future job, job that you have, that you would have done? Thank you, Jay Free, Captain, Cave, Captain, Captain Caveman. Cave he has his own dialect. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, I can't even fool with you. Um, That's a good one. That is what did you question. go to Howard for? I... I was in the fine arts, School of Fine Arts. Okay, so, so you would have been in graphics in, I, or something? Yeah, well, I, I was actually, uh, it called, they called it experimental studio at the time. So it's everything yeah. under the arts umbrella. So ceramics, yeah. painting, life yeah. drawing, graphic design before it became sculpture. It, it yeah. was everything. Mm-hmm. And then at the time, the years that I was there, they had just got the Mac, the first Mac computers. Wow. So they, they had a graphic design program. So I was, I minored in graphic design and I kept thinking, starving artist. That's all I kept thinking. You know, what was missing was the business of art back then. So now that you've had time to look back, what would you like to have done if you wouldn't have done? So coming to that now, when I think about it, uh, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Mm -hmm. You know, my dad owned dry cleaners. Mm -hmm. He owned Mm -hmm. hardware stores. He owned, you know, he owned laundries in in the Bronx. Dad was a serial. Yeah, he was, you know, I I actually grew up thinking my dad was George Jefferson. The story was based (laughs) on him. And that's no lie. I'm not even joking. That's for real. Because I said, man, they Moving on up, huh? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, but I I always thought, um, just... You know, I, I I actually had my own advertising agency 
oh. in Los Angeles, in, in Long Beach, California. Congrats. And, um, for many years, for 12 years. Wow. And I had state, uh, I had state accounts. Uh, mm. I was doing uh, uh, through uh, social marketing. Why did you walk uh, away? Because uh, the funding in California had dried up for that. Mm. You know, so Change. I was doing a lot of, I was doing a lot of, uh, ad campaigns mm. for prenatal care for black Latino wow. communities. So I had my own niche at the time. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I was building. I mean, I had an office. Um, I worked with people. I was producing commercials, actual commercials, radio uh, commercials, broadcast, and a lot of print. I was heavy in print. So it was wow. billboards on the freeways you'd see, wow. and brochures, and I was doing t-shirts for, you know, different events, campaigns. So that's really what I was really thought that's where I was going with it. I was going to build this great, like, Saatchi and Saatchi. I was going to yeah. be the black Saatchi <laughs> and Saatchi. So, you know, big, big agency. So I know, know this is different. So were, were you going by Larry G then, or did you have another That was always that my kind? alter ego. Like, okay. the Larry G thing. I always, with the DJ, and I DJed all through those years, a lot. Wow. And then, before I came out here, two years before I came out here, I said, you know what? We're DJing a lot. I'm going to try to franchise it. So this was like 2004. So what I did was I, I got one of those services that, that came out online, those first services where you can buy leads. Mm -hmm. I was buying mm -hmm. leads mm -hmm. and then I was calling people up and, and, and selling, like, trying to you know, bid on those leads to get gigs. Mm -hmm. And I, at some point I booked out two years. And wow. so I bought a van. And I wrapped the van. I, you know, I, I found a guy in van, whatever, out in California, up in the valley. He wrapped my van. And I said, I'm going to put down a nice presentation because I, I had graphics. So I, I knew how to make stuff look good. My package was tight. Mm. And I said, I'm going to stand out amongst all the DJs out here because I knew how to mar do marketing. I knew graphics. I knew design. I knew all those things. And so my goal was, you know, to take it and get it to a science where I was going to franchise LGN DJ service. So I had LGNDJ.com. LGN. Yeah. Nasty N. And my, yeah, he, and kept, my, he keep that in in there. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <You know? laughs> See, that's going to come back to haunt me. I knew it was going to come back to haunt me. Keep you that know? in in there. Larry G. N. So, so that this was right here. That's where I was going with it. I was taking it and, 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 and I was working on franchising mm. that DJ service. Wow. And uh, and because, you know, I was riding around through Hollywood. So, but within two years, so you booked mm -hmm. out two years, mm -hmm. so did it work or did you just get tired or did they drive you crazy? So by this, all this time I was in, I ended up, I got a whole other story where I got shot in 2001 and then I was oh. looking for the Lord and, and ended up changing my life going through into ministry. Whoa. So, okay. So uh, okay. So okay. Right yeah. Turn. Is that when the uh, end dropped? <laughs> yeah, okay. We're gonna have to have him yeah. on for episode two. After, oh, yeah, we're, yeah, we're gonna yeah. have to get there the, rest, the rest of the story. Yeah. Dang. So, that's what took the change. Where I, that's when I got to that place when I came out here. Because now mm. I'm full blown into ministry. Yes. That I'm like, uh, I think I'm yeah. gonna congrats on that. So were you in a club or where were you at? What, what, I mean, just a little bit. Where were you? What happened? <laughs> I, I knew it. He I'm had sorry. To have it. Well, I was in a club. I okay. was That's all we need to know. That's yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, but, but all right. I'm project. not going to ask no more. I'm that good. We're going to do episode two. We might okay. do it, let you do it from the boom, boom, oh, yeah. roll, Thank man. You. We'll just. Yes. But man, wow. Yeah. 
Hey. All right. How can they get in contact with you, Larry G? Uh, you can make sure you follow me on Mixcloud. And that's just look for DJ Larry G. And that's G-double-E. Okay. Because there are actually Larry G's out there, but they're imitators. They're not the originator. Yeah. Okay. DJ. There you go. DJ Larry G. G double yeah. E. Yeah. And do you can not. find me on Mixcloud. You can find uh Larry DJ Larry G dot com. Mm. And I'm um, on Instagram, IG, DJ dot Larry G, all one word, all lowercase on IG. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook and all that good stuff. Okay. So we have one more question for you. We did? Yeah. Okay. What is a gem that you would share with the audience? Not Jim Brosky, but a gem. <laughs> a gem. Yeah, it's Jim. Not a Jim. Jim. <laughs> Music is the key for a DJ. So I would say find your niche. Find your find your find your music. Find your mode. If you're if you're a DJ that plays universal, just try to make your music interesting, but not interesting to the point where just because you like it, but it's got to move people. Mm. So for me, it's always about what, what, and I've done it so long where I know what songs move people. So I'm not afraid to play something outside of the box. Mm. You know, and I think, I think times as DJs, we do that, we get locked into, well, I got to play this because that's what's going to move people. And, and it's okay, but make sure you drop those gems in when you mix and play your music because i guarantee you if it's really good if it move if you if you really feel moved by it it's going to move people okay it's hard to break new music though it's hard to be different sometimes when everybody does the same thing but i i i like the fact because when i came to your 45 said it was really cool heard some different stuff so you almost drew me in but i ain't bought one yet i was going to ask you about no, that no no no, I don't need. I, I don't need. Tell what I mean. I was gonna bring bring you a T-shirt. I need. I bring you a all it takes is one more one more show, and he'll be Jeff the Forty Five King. <laughs> <laughs> one more show. I don't need no more hobbies. No, no, no. One more I know. show. I don't. Oh. No, yeah, I don't need to buy nothing else. No. <laughs> no. How about you, Mike? <laughs> hey. Uh, I don't know. I, have yeah. I know you got some 45s. No, I, no, I don't. But the funny thing, well, not the funny thing, the first record that I bought was a 45. Wow. B-Box, or the North. Whew, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so that was no. my first okay. record. So if my, right. I'm not going to. We're not going there, Mike. We got enough going hey, on. It, it's ain't got nothing to do with no weed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, well, maybe Mike will be in before me. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> But I'm yeah, not going. I was, I was trying not to. Yeah, you but would hey, not go. Thank everybody for listening once yeah. again. It was great. I'm so glad oh, Larry man, reached out to us and told us he yeah. wanted to come on the show. Yeah, uh, it's blessed. nothing thank like you, having man. people in the studio because when you get in that chair, it does get a little warm because we will. <laughs> we're gonna come at you. We're not gonna let you sit here and lie. We're gonna ask you the real questions <laughs> oh, and yeah. But you're OG man, so you know. And you know, it's it's always a blessing to meet those that love what you do the way that you love and sometimes more you know, yeah because i can appreciate i think larry loves history. a little bit more than we do well i can appreciate the history it's something about being I love somewhere it. 
where something originated. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Oh, and just, yeah. I'm just saying, just think about it. You know, like in Texas, you go outside, you see everybody playing football. Yeah. You go right. there around that time, you see all these DJs and MCs and dancers. Right. I'm talking about B-boys. Yes. You got the whole, man, B, I would have loved or D. to be in there. B or D. B boys, not do boys. <laughs> no, ain't no doing. <laughs> yeah, that's only up south. Yeah, yeah, south, down south. They doing. All right. Well, we're gonna have to get on out of here before one yeah. of us get in trouble. All uh, right, do boys. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, thank y'all for tuning in. The yeah. two DJs and one mic, Larry G. Right. My man, thank DJ you. Mike. Is yes. that a turntable? <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, your boy, DJ JP, y'all. Thank you. God bless. Have a great rest of your week. Hey, don't forget, Thursday morning, we're going to drop some dance, talk about some stuff. We got, oh, I yeah. got, oh, I got something yeah. to talk Rewind. about. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. We, we have, oh, 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 man. You have to catch us. It was tragic. Oh, it was tragic. You need to. It was tragic. I'm he, still hurting. I yeah. got black eyes from that party. Oh, yeah. Oh, you and Cal. They, oh, look, man, they we, were looking like a set of raccoons. Yeah. Oh, oh. Especially when you put years on that. Yeah. So you got years yeah. of doing of that? Killing people at parties. It wasn't bad meaning bad. It was bad meaning bad. It was bad meaning bad. bad. Not bad meaning good. <laughs> it was bad meaning bad. Uh, Real it was, bad. It was horrid. Horrid. Real bad. I mean, it was. All right. But yeah, y'all tune in. Yeah. Tune Thursday, in. Thursday morning. We Jeff is going to bless us with, with that. And I have pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Take us out of here, man. Take us out of here.